I'd like to invite you to take your Bibles now and turn to Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. And for those of you who are, are visiting today or, or are new to Midway over the, the last few weeks, and you've noticed in the background that we've had this, um, this 2020, 2020 um, visual graphic up with an eye chart. Um, you may be wondering, what, what is that all about? And, and hopefully you've been able to, to piece it together to figure it out uh, that we're playing off on the, this year, 2020, um, to ev evaluate our vision, um, not our physical vision, uh, not whether or not we need new contacts or glasses, but our vision concerning God's word, our understanding of the world as he sees it, which is why we take time every week, whether it's in our Bible studies or here in our worship service, to look at God's word. We believe that he will give us 2020 vision in 2020. Now, 2020 has been quite a year. I saw, I saw, I don't know if it's a GIF or a emoji or there are other words for these things. I can't remember all the different, different names, but I, I saw a clip from an old movie or a picture from an old movie. Some of you might remember the series of movies called Back to the Future. I can't remember exactly when those came out, but there was, a, you know, there was, there was time travel involved in you know, using a, a DeLorean sports car you know, to get from one year to the next. And in this particular GIF or, or uh, emoji or whatever it was, the, the guy is giving instructions to the, to the person that's about ready to do space travel. And the first instruction was, do not press 2020. Um, like this is not a year that you want to revisit. You don't want to go back uh, to that year. And uh, a lot of people are feeling that about 2020. But I think that we're going to look back at 2020 and find that it's been a great year now. It will, it will involve tragedy, and, and sometimes great things happen out of tragedies. Um, only God is able to do that. Earlier in the, in, the, in the book of Romans that we're going to be looking at here just for a minute uh, this morning, earlier in this particular letter that Paul wrote to the Romans, he made the incredible statement of God's promise that he works all things for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. That's in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. A great promise that we need to look at 2020 with all of the calamity that's going on, all the tragedy that, that's involved in this year, and recognize that God is the one who's able to make great things happen, even in difficult, even tumultuous and tragic years. And I believe that we're going to see that uh, before this year is over, or at least as we look back uh, from the future uh, and look back at, at what God has done in 2020. But this morning, I want us to look at, at Romans chapter 14 uh, for a specific reason, because I believe that starting next week, when Lord willing, weather permitting, and, and of course that's up to the Lord and all that kind of thing, we're going we're gonna to get together as a church, Midway Community Church, uh, we're going to gather together in person with each other in an outdoor service. And I, and I recognize that everybody f f of Midway Community Church won't be at that service, but Hopefully many will be, and we're going to have some new opportunities the moment we start gathering together again. We're going to face some new challenges. We've gotten used to being at home. We've gotten used to worshiping the Lord in our pajamas, maybe, uh, or our, our cut-off you know, jeans, or uh, 
you know, whatever the case may be. We've gotten used to doing things in different ways, and all of a sudden, we're going to be back together again. Now, granted, we're going to be back together in a different way. And, and let me assure you, we're going to do all that we can next week during this outdoor service to practice social distancing and, and to keep things safe. But we are going to have new opportunities when we start getting back together because of the changes that have taken place in all of our lives. And whenever people get together, whether it's to worship God or to do anything, there are the challenges of, of handling disagreements and, and different ways of doing things. And so I want to read Romans chapter 14 this morning to help us address these things before they start happening. And of course, they will address some things that we've already been through as a church and, and as individuals and as families. Romans chapter 14, verse 1. This is, again, the Apostle Paul writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit when he says, Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. One man's faith allows him to eat everything, but another man whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not. And the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master, he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One man considers one day more sacred than another. Another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. As one who is in the Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. For if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. If your brother is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy your brother for, for whom Christ died. Do not allow what you consider good to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. So, whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the man who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But the man who has doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Now, that was a mouthful. Thanks for your patience as I I read that entire chapter. But it's a very, very important subject, especially as we move in to these new times of, of coming back together and gathering together. Now, the first thing I want to remind you about this passage is that he's talking about issues called disputable matters. These are issues that are not clearly explained in Scripture. All right? There are plenty of things that we know exactly what we should do and what we shouldn't do because the Bible is very clear about them. But a couple of the things that he's, that he's mentioning here as, as examples from the first century in Rome where this letter, the place that this letter was written to, uh, one of them was the matter of, of eating meat that was offered to idols. Um, that, was a, that became a big, a big deal um, in the church. The scripture doesn't say whether or not we should eat meat that's offered to idols. The apostle Paul, and we have him as an apostle, which means he's inspired of God, so that we know, you know, having read his letters now, we know that it wouldn't have been a problem if we lived in that time to eat meat that was offered to idols. But some of the people didn't understand that and, and couldn't get past the fact that it had been offered to those false gods. And they thought it would be a terrible thing, a sinful thing for them to eat that meat that, that had been offered to idols. In fact, some of them took it so far they just wouldn't eat meat at all just in case it had been offered to an idol. They, they just weren't going to do it. And so they became vegetarians. And that's why Paul uses the expression that they, were, they had weaker faith and he's able to do that because he's an apostle. He knew, the, he knew the score. He knew that there was nothing wrong with that meat. He knew that when Jesus declared all foods clean, that meant all meats were clean. And, and you didn't have to worry about the Old Testament law that said you couldn't eat this kind of meat or you couldn't eat that kind of meat. He said all foods were clean. Paul knew that and Paul taught that, but he recognized that there were still some people that struggled because the scripture didn't blatantly talk about this one kind of, of situation that he said, if those people eat meat now and they, and they don't have the faith backing it up, if they're not assured in their hearts that they can do that for the Lord, that they'd be sinning by eating that meat. He says the same thing about special days. You know, some people, you know, continued to, to set Saturday apart, the Sabbath day apart, as, as a, a day of, of resting for the Lord. And others who, again, since we're, since we're free from the, the, the Old Testament law, which was given specifically to Israel, since those of us in the church are not bound by that, we don't have to practice that. But some people think that we should. And some people think that we shouldn't. So he said, whatever you decide about that, whatever you're convinced of as you do your study and your research and, and your understanding of things, 
then be at peace with that, but don't judge your brother or sister because they practice it differently. He knew that all days were the same. Now, we certainly believe there's something special about Sunday. We gather together every Sunday because we think it's the, the day that the Lord rose from the dead and that that's the great day and we do it in, in the tradition of the apostles. They, you know, in the early church, they started meeting on Sundays. Now, they also probably met a lot of on Saturdays as well with, with their Jewish friends and, and, and all those kind of things. But we believe this is a, a great day, but we don't think that it's special in the sense that this is the only day that we can worship the Lord. We believe we could, we could meet together on any day and worship the Lord. We, we believe that we can worship the Lord when we're alone. But the scripture specifically tells us that we need to be gathering together. It doesn't say on which day, but that we need to be gathering together to worship the Lord and to encourage each other. Uh, the, the scripture is full of references like that, especially the most clear one is in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, where he tells us, don't forsake gathering together. He doesn't say on that, in that particular passage what day we should do that. He just says we need to be gathering together uh, with each other. In our case, we're doing it online. And in so, in so doing, fulfilling you know, God's um, plan and God's will. Now, as we start coming back together again, this pandemic has given us some new opportunities to disagree about some disputable matters. For example, should we come to the outdoor service? Should, should, we, even, should we even come to it? Is, is it going to be safe to come to it? And you know what? I can't tell you as I encourage you to come. I can't say, I can guarantee to you that you will be safe if you come to our outdoor service. I don't know enough about COVID-19 to be able to tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that everything that we're going to do with all the precautions that we're going to follow, I cannot guarantee to you that somebody that comes will you know, might have the virus and somebody else might get it. I can't say that's not going to happen. I don't think anybody in the world can say that because I don't think anybody knows this virus well enough to, to really know that. But as we look at more and more studies and, and, and read these things that, are, that have been coming in from different sources and, and different parts of the world, we think that we have a good plan together to, to, to worship together safely. We believe that. I believe that enough that I'm going to come to worship together with whoever else does by faith and in so doing, believe that I'll be pleasing God by coming. But if you have a different conclusion about the things that you've read and seen about this virus and don't think that you can do that by faith, then you would be sinning by coming to church. Think about that, think about that phrase. If you can't come to church by faith, then according to the scripture, you would be sinning. And so I would encourage you, if you're not confident that that is the thing that you should do to honor God, then you should stay home and worship him again with us online. It'll be a little bit different. Hopefully the, the connection will be good and the camera work will be good and all that kind of thing. It'll be a great experience. But do what you can do by faith by looking at, the, at everything that you, can, that you can gather together and understand. And if you believe it would be safer for you or for you and your wife or for you and your family to stay home, if that would be the better thing to do, then we would encourage you to stay home and operate out of faith, just like, just like Abraham did. That's why I wanted Mark to read that passage this morning. That, that passage that Mark read is, 
is one of the foundational passages of our belief system because we believe that it is by faith that we're saved. It's by faith that we please God. It's the only way that we can please him, to believe what he says so much that we do it. And then these disputable matter, in these disputable matters where, where it's not crystal clear in the scripture, then we have to make up our decision. We don't have to announce it. In fact, he says, keep it quiet. You don't have to tell everybody you know, wh you know, what you're thinking about these things. Just do it. Just do what you can do by faith. Others of you are going to find that you're going to come to the service next Sunday morning and you're going to be wearing a mask because you think that's the best way to prevent the spread of the virus and, to, and also to keep yourself from, from getting it. That's the research that you've done. That's the reports that you've listened to that you think are correct. And so Sunday morning, by faith, you're going to come wearing a mask. And there will be somebody, I don't know who, but somebody will come and they won't have a mask on. And we'll have to decide, those of us that are mask wearers, how am I going to respond to that? Ugh! You know, get away from me. Well, first of all, you won't have to say get away from me because they're going to be six feet away from me anyway, Lord willing, everybody will cooperate. And again, we're operating by faith that we will have people coming together that will cooperate. And we don't want to judge that person who doesn't think that wearing the mask is the thing to do because of the studies that they've read, because of the things that they've researched, because of the things that they believe about it. And again, we've heard so many different things over these, over these last months that it's not absolutely certain the role of the mask and, and how it helps prevent and spread and, and all those kind of things. For a lot of people, it makes a lot of sense to wear the mask. But for others, it doesn't. And so we have to decide before we ever come, by faith, if I'm wearing a mask, I'm not going to look down on the person who's not wearing the mask. And if I'm not wearing a mask, I'm not going to look down on the person who is wearing the mask. I'm going to cooperate. I'm going to do everything that I can to, to keep my distance. And in that way, and, and, and again, one of the reasons that we're doing the service outdoors is again because some of the studies have indicated that it's very difficult to contract the virus, even if it's present, in an outdoor setting because of the breeze, because of the dispersion, because of just the space and, and all those kind of things. But those are just two of the examples of opportunities that we're going to have when we come back together to work together, to work, to, to worship together, to serve together, even if we have a difference of opinion on some of these disputable matters. The goal, as Paul tells the Romans, is that we remember that the kingdom of God is about peace. The kingdom of God is about righteousness. The kingdom of God is about faith, not about what each of us decides about some of these disputable matters. The same thing goes, and, and, and we see these things all the time, not just related to, um, to the coronavirus or pandemic, same thing goes to things like clothing. You know, Scripture doesn't tell us how we should dress to worship the Lord. Some people honor God by faith by putting on their suit or their, their best dress and, and, and come dressed to the nines. Praise God, that is a great way to worship the Lord. Others 
praise. Others want to worship the Lord in a very casual style, and they can do that by faith. The scripture doesn't tell us anything about dress other than we should do it modestly. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be immodest in, in the way that we dress. And that's not just for worship. That's any time as believers in Christ because of our honoring of this temple that God has given us. And so that's another example. You know, whenever you come to worship at Midway Community Church, you're going to see people um, clothed in a variety of ways. Some people, and this, this one even, even hits a little closer to home to some people, some people think it's okay for men to worship wearing hats. And some people think, oh, that's a terrible thing. But you can't find in Scripture where he says, don't wear a hat when you're worshiping the Lord. You know? And so we have to, we have to let go of some of our traditions. We have to let go of, of, of some of the things that we're comfortable with. And certainly, if you don't think that you ought to wear a hat when you worship the Lord, don't wear a hat. But don't look down on the person that does. Some people think it's an awful thing if some man wore shorts to worship the Lord. Bible doesn't say anything about shorts. So even if you're in your long pants and somebody's, don't look down on the person who decides to wear shorts or don't look, person, look down on the person who decided to wear long pants. Just do it by faith and accept each other as the fellow servants of Christ. I love the, the, the phrase that Paul uses. Who are you to judge somebody else's servant? God's going to take care of the judging and even mentions the judgment seat of Christ, which we referred to last week. That's something that we need to be concerned about in all of these things. We need to recognize that we're going to stand before Christ and be judged for all the things that we've done in this, in this lifetime as a believer in Christ. And we don't, want to be, we don't want to lose any of the rewards that God has planned to give us because we're judgmental on people over these disputable matters. So let's remember that as Paul says here, the kingdom of God is not about eating or drinking or anything else he says. And I think that would include masks or how we handle you know, our decisions about our, us and our families about the coronavirus, that we would accept each other as God's servants, let him judge what's right and wrong on those things. And, and as Paul makes the very clear point that if we operate by faith, we will be pleasing God. If we don't operate by faith, we will be sinning. That is the key issue. So make your decision based on the things that you know about God from his word and the information that you're able to gather with the resources that you have. You can get, certainly get advice from others. You might get different, different opinions and that's, it's not going to answer your question for you. But, but as you consider all of these things, make your decision by faith and then operate on that. And be sure, and again, I think this is, the, this is the, the most important part of the issue. Don't judge the person or the people who decide to do it differently. Don't judge them. God will take care of the judging. On these disputable matters, now there are certain things that God tells us that we should do or we shouldn't do, then we talk to each other about things when we're not doing those or we are doing those and we shouldn't be. We talk to each other and we, and we help each other through those things. But on these issues that don't have a clear answer, we don't judge each other, but we do what we do by faith. Believing, as I'm looking at next Sunday, I believe that, that, that God will protect me when I come to worship here at Midway Community Church. And 
if he allows me to get the virus by doing so, I will have no qualms about having come. And if, and if that virus takes me down and, and, and ends up killing me, then praise God, according to his word, I'm going to be in his presence and in his glory. And, uh, and Sherry will have to take care of, of whatever uh, the mess that's left behind is. Um, sorry about that, honey. Uh, but you know what? When we come to worship next Sunday, one of our oak trees that's 100 years old could fall down. Now, that's a terrible thought. And now some of you aren't going to come because you're afraid of our 100-year-old oak tree. But any of the trees along the way could fall any Sunday morning on your way to worship the Lord. There is never a guarantee that we're going to be safe, physically safe, doing the things that we do for the Lord. We trust him every week. We trust him every day to protect us and to provide for us. So let's operate by faith, believing that what we do, we do for his glory, trusting in him to provide for us, trusting in him to protect us, and wisely making decisions to do so. And so, and again, I'll be very specific about next week. If you believe the best thing for you and your family because of your circumstances is to stay at home, then please, by faith, stay at home, worship him, gather together with us through the, through the internet, but stay in faith. And if you believe the best thing is to come and worship together with the people in a, in a respectable, safe manner, as, as safe as we can make it, following the guidelines that we believe are the best guidelines given, then come by faith, not looking down on those who don't, and those who do, who stay home, not looking down on those who do, that together we might maintain, maintain the peace and the harmony and the righteousness of the body of Christ here at Midway Community Church. And on and on and on through all of these disputable matters, whether, whether they're masks or not masks or all of those kind of things, do so by faith. Trusting God in your decision, not making a big deal of it. Again, as he says, don't, you know, don't, don't be boisterous about your decisions. You know, follow Christ. Do what you believe he wants you to do by faith on these disputable matters. And he will honor you and he will honor his body. And most importantly, he will be honored by us as we serve him together, whether at home or whether here together, whether with a mask on or without a mask on. He will be honored by his body. And so, as we, as we look forward to next week, um, we have lots of opportunities. If you, if you want to be involved and help in, in any way, call the church office, tell us you're available, that you want to help. And again, if you're not going to be around um, for, for whatever the reason might be, God bless you. We will be praying for each other and we will be celebrating together whether we're here or whether we're doing it together uh, online. The most important thing as, as, as it started with Abraham, it's by faith that we come to know God. It's by faith that we serve God. It's by faith that we will die and enter into his glory. And that is the, is the greatest thing for us to remember. 
That's the thing that we need to remember, that our main concern is our relationship with our master. And that relationship is grounded in faith. In fact, the Apostle John, and I've mentioned this many times, the Apostle John, when he was describing Jesus' earthly ministry, he, he mentioned that many of his, of his Jewish um, family and friends did not believe in him. They did not receive him. But John chapter 1, verse 12 says, But to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, that's faith, he gave the right to become children of God. That same faith that saves us is the same faith that will, will guide us through as we serve him through these difficult, unusual days. But remember, these, these factors that we're looking at right now are, are for right now. The, this, these promises and these truths, these decisions that we have to make, these things are, are the kind of things that we need to be doing all the time, not judging each other on these disputable matters. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for the opportunities that we have to serve you together with other people who don't always see eye to eye with us on some of these disputable matters. Help us to focus on the essential matters, on the, on the things that are not disputable. Things like the only way that we can be forgiven and given eternal life is through faith in Jesus Christ. Things like the only way that we can know what your will is, is to understand your written word that you've given us so graciously in the Bible. Help us to stand firm on those essential matters and the things that are very clear from your scripture as we read it and as we understand it. And help us to live in harmony and peace with one another when it comes to these issues that aren't so crystal clear in scripture. And so we pray your blessing on this body as we begin to come together next week and then seek your will concerning how to follow up after that in, in terms of being together. And we pray for our, our sister churches around the, around the country and around the world that are dealing with these very same things. Give us wisdom. Lead and guide us as we make these decisions. That we would continue to, to shine brightly in our communities for your glory. That other people might see our love for each other and our service together for you. And that they might also come to know Christ as their Savior as well. And Father, for any who are, who are part of our service this morning and have not yet received Jesus, help them to hear the word of the Apostle John very clearly that whoever receives Jesus, who believes in his name, they will become the children of God. Help them to understand that's the only way to become your child. That's the only way to be forgiven. It's the only way to receive the gift of eternal life. All of it in what Jesus Christ has done for us. And it's in his name that we pray. It's in his name that we worship you. It's in his name that we live and breathe. And it's in his name that eventually Unless he returns, we will die by faith in what he has done for us 
And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, we're going to have one more song of, of worship. And as we sing this song about the faithfulness of God, let's commit ourselves to living by faith as we serve our living Savior.